Bart, I've asked you not to whistle that annoying tune. Yo, everybody, and welcome back once again to Simpsons is Greater Than, a Simpsons podcast all about everybody's favorite nuclear family and yada, yada, yada. And today is a loose episode, such a loose episode. In fact, Brandon, I'm not even going to finish the intro. That's it. We're in. Yeah, that's Here it. Here we are. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to finish the intro. You guys know I'm Bart of Darkness. He's Brandon. You might know me from Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know the intro by now. We're in super, super loose mode right now, and you're going to understand why in just a moment, but Brandon, tell me, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Doing really good. Just got off work, feeling feeling nice and cozy, chatting with you. Um Love was that. in uh, was in New York last week, which was wow. kind of fun. My first time in like twelve years going to New York, so I Whoa. felt very. I watched the uh, the Homer versus the City of New York in preparation, and <laughs> was of course dropping my my favorite my favorite joke for that episode is the. Uh, the, he's he's eating the food and he's at the little streetcar and then he needs something to drink and then the guy's like, "What do you want, crab juice or Mountain Dew?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, I'll take the crab juice." <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you, did you find some crab juice? So no, I, I no. Hope, I hope that you did. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, that rules. I hope your trip was awesome. Full yeah, disclosure: Brandon told me his trip was great, and yes. I could do a whole episode about how great his trip was. But Brandon had a wonderful time. So all of you, clap in your car. Or whatever you're doing right now. Give Brandon some love for that. Um, So the reason this is such a loose episode is I'm about to go out of town. Brandon and I were going to record a different episode, but some stuff has happened. Some good stuff. Okay. And I wasn't sure if I would even be able to make this episode because it all depended on how this auction went last night. Brandon and I have not talked about it since it happened because I wanted it to be live on the episode, in the episode, but I bid in a very, I I guess you could call it exclusive. I was emailed and what happened was the former vice president of a company called Dandy. Anyone that's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows that Dandy from New Jersey made some of my favorite Simpsons stuff to ever exist. If you've ever seen the room, been in the room, which Brandon has, you know that I really, really love Dandy. It's one of my main focuses as a collector. So when I get this email, I couldn't, you know, I could barely sleep for two weeks. I mean, they say, (laughs) Hey, Warren, there's going to be an auction soon. I think you might be interested. The former vice president of Dandy has passed away and they will be auctioning off a collection of stuff from his estate. Uh, And I think you might be interested because there are a lot of prototypes. And so Brennan, you know, can you imagine the way I've been feeling? Oh man, is it like trying to go to sleep before Christmas? Go to sleep Absolutely. now, and then you just lay there counting the minutes away. Absolutely, <laughs> and I, and I will say this too, uh, without naming any names. So I was reached out to about this, and I was very excited. And you know, these are the sort of things that you you know I hate to use the word selfish, but you kind of have to be a little selfish about this sort of thing. You can't go, hey everybody, check this out. There's this crazy new auction uh, coming up soon, and there's going to be a lot of wild stuff. So. I was sort of, you know, I made the decision that I had to sort of keep this to myself. Unfortunately, people found out about it anyway. And and someone that I consider a friend uh, enters a group chat with other collectors that I am in and says, guys, you're not going to believe what I just found. (laughs) And in slow motion, I'm like, no, like, stop. Like, I just know what he's about to say. Um, So there were a lot of trials and tribulations leading up to this auction uh, some people that I was hoping did not find out, did find out. Uh, so for the past two weeks, I've been a ball of anxiety. I've been very nervous uh, just about the way this is going to go. Like, will I get anything? Will I get nothing? Uh, will I get something? Will I get a lot of stuff and then regret the money uh, that I spent? And <laughs> because I don't like, you know, obviously we let a couple curse words fly on this podcast, but I'm not even going to talk about the amount of money that I spent because that is way too dirty to say on this microphone. 
Uh, <laughs> so if I do say it on accident during this episode, it will be bleeped out in the edit. Uh, so at the time of this recording, this was last just, night. So just hold your is... fingers up to let me know the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> so today is Tuesday, July 26th. Uh, you're going to be hearing this about a week later, but the auction was on the 25th. So it was last night. And uh, there was a lot of stuff in the auction that wasn't Simpsons. Uh, so I had to sit there for about an hour and a half uh, just waiting on the actual Simpsons lots. Uh, but I will give a little bit of background. So I'm going on and on about this. I'll give a little bit of background for those who don't know about Dan D. So Dan D was a company from New Jersey. And if you look up information about them, this is just like the, this is, this is the basic description of the company. Dan D, fully named Dan D International Limited, is a toy company that was based in Jersey City, New Jersey at the time of its establishing. They moved to El Segundo, California in 2019 but they were founded in the 1950s. They originally made porcelain dolls and later on stuffed animals and seasonal decor. In the mid-1990s, they started to make animated and musical toys. With early successes including the Macarena Teddy in 1996 and the Tickle Tickle Wiggle Wiggle line of dolls in 1997. Another famous creation of theirs was the Walkin' Wobblers that spawned a wide variety of different variants starting with the Chicken Dance chickens in 2002. Whoa. Now, Brandon, are you familiar with any of those toys? No, no, <laughs> absolutely I, like, not. I, I had a, as a, growing up as a kid, I had a, uh, it was like a caterpillar with a, it was a stuffed caterpillar and it would wiggle. I don't know if that is that though. That sounds familiar, but I it, don't know if that is it that. Had a, so, it had a plastic head kind of like those Simpsons ones where it's like a stuffed animal with a plastic head and it would I know exactly what you're talking it would about. Light I, up. Can, I think it lit up. I can visualize that. Yeah. I don't believe that was made by Dandy, but maybe I. Somebody is shouting it at their car right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was made by LJN or something like that. Yeah. Um, but so Dandy, you know, known for this other stuff that I've never heard of, but also in the early 90s, they were one of the first companies to get the Simpsons license. I'm actually shocked Whoa. that the Simpsons are not mentioned in this, in this little description. However, yeah, no kidding. They were one of the first companies to get that license. And rumor has it that they made hundreds of dolls to show Matt Groening. A lot of them were turned down. A lot of them oh, made yeah. it beyond prototype, but they didn't make it past production samples. Like they were like, ah, let's not make these on a wide scale. So there's all these dolls that for a long time people had only heard about, or they had only seen in old photographs, or they had heard about from older collectors that sold them years ago and didn't really know what happened to them, you know, or what have you. Man. So, there's been this sort of lore around some of the things that they made because they made the talking Bart doll, the large hard head talking Bart doll that I'm sure everyone is familiar with, which was one of the first toys sold for the show. And they made a bunch of other random little stuff, but nothing that, you know, is super, super memorable to a lot of people. In fact, some people I've seen online will post one of the dandy dolls. They'll think it's like a Burger King doll or something. So some people are just, you know, they've forgotten all about this company. But to Simpsons collectors, it is like a really big uh, line to a lot of people. They really want to see these lost dolls. And so there's a lot of, you know, scrambling and collecting of just photos and information that have gone on for a long time. So obviously, again, when I got this email, I couldn't believe it. So I'm, I'm still it's just amazing. sitting here, even though I'm about to tell the whole story, I still can't believe that I got this email and saw some of these dolls. That's amazing. It makes sense for them to like do so many prototypes because they're the if you think about it the first company that ever brought the simpsons into the tangible world so you know converting those 2d model sheets into 3d things is very difficult you know i've been trying my hand at modeling some simpsons recently and it's like it's really it's really easy to think it looks right and then you see it and you're like oh that's it looks very strange. I, I just made a very mutant Homer, you know, that sort of thing. So, they, and it's kind of cool because, you know, once they nailed it, they set the mold, pun intended, for the the shape of those faces in, in 3D space. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And then they say, you know, that after some of those early dolls were sculpted, both for Dandy and even like um, Burger King and some of these other companies, that the animators would sometimes use those, oh, cool. um, you know, to, to get certain angles when they wow. were animating. So if you look at some of these old videos and photos of just the animators working on stuff, sometimes you'll see like a Bart head, like a bust 
sitting on the table so they can sort of remember how to draw them from certain angles. And I, I've heard that from people who worked on the show. So that's a pretty rad little detail also. Um, but not only is that the case, but Dandy, they got around that too, because they did make Bart, they did make these kind of dolls, but they're known for these really bizarre sort of flat faced dolls that I've heard people say are very ugly. I personally think they are so they're like one of my favorite things ever They're They are kind of ugly. They're sort of like, they look like a rag doll, but they are, they are fantastic. And that's a large part of what was in this auction. So, so is this your first time uh, doing one of these auctions? It, it was my first time doing this sort of auction. And that's, that is, I'm glad you asked that because this was a totally different experience than say like eBay. Have you, have you ever yeah. been to like an actual auction like where you hold up a paddle or anything like that brandon no i've I've just seen it on tv and always <laughs> admired how quickly the auctioneers could talk <laughs> so i i part of me thought because i do know that some auction websites and some auction apps do actually have like someone talking so i didn't know what to expect i was like are we going to be is there going to be video are we going to see someone are we going to hear someone but we didn't have any of that. So this was this was an app that this uh, company developed. It's called Taurus Auctions. I've, I've never heard of them. And that's who reached out to me was someone from Taurus. So what you have to do uh, in a situation like this, which you know greatly differs from eBay, is you sign up with all your info. You put a card on file, um, which I guess that's sort of similar. But you do all of this before you're even approved to bid. Oh, wow. Um, so you set everything up, they assign you a paddle number, they give you your account, and then you're able to look at all the lots and like sort of see what's coming up. And there's a countdown letting you know when the auction happens. But, you know, so I'm assuming most people listening have bought on eBay. Brandon, you've bought stuff on eBay, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I bought something this week. There you go. So what did you buy? Oh, it was super boring. I bought a water filter for my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I expected you to say, but no, that's great. it's super boring. I love it. So anyone that's bid on something on eBay, you know that like you can put your bid in whenever and, and you can wait around. You can also do that with, with this Taurus auction, but I don't like to bid on anything ahead of time because you're just setting yourself up for more yeah. competition. You're giving people time to sort of prepare themselves mentally for what they're going to have to spend. So I don't do any, I don't like to do pre-bids. Yeah. So with this, so they were doing pre bids on this one. They were they were accepting pre bids, and some wow. people did it. And all I could think was like, "What is wrong why with you? you? Why are you like, doing this? <laughs> why are you why are you driving the price up before we even start here?" In like two first weeks? time, huh? Yeah, it must. Yeah, exactly. So you know, on eBay, when you bid on something, you can bid at the last second and hope that nobody snipes you, quote unquote. Uh, which I think is a is a feature a lot of apps are trying to get away from. Yeah, uh, I've talked about whatnot someone here last week, and I'll talk about it later at the end of the episode. But they have sort of created a feature that doesn't allow you to snipe, which I really like. Um, much like a real auction, you can't snipe a real auction. So that is the main thing where this differs. Like they will give you a fair warning, they will give you a last call. Mm. Um, so you can just keep throwing the price up if you want, or you can sort of sit there. Let everybody think about how much they're how much money they're spending, yeah, and then decide if they want to bid again. So, what I did for the majority of this um, on the items that I won was I would wait for fair warning. I would normally bid. If someone was sort of fighting with me on it, I would try to wait for last call because I want mm. that person. You know, you're, you're basically playing chicken. You want them to yeah. back out of, oh, or you want them to be like, game. oh, you want them to you want them to think, oh, there's a lot more stuff. I should just bow out now. Um, especially when you start bidding numbers that have commas in them. Yeah. Uh, some people <laughs> quickly, you know, back away. And also you have to pay a fee and a commission on top of this stuff oh, because man. an actual auction house is it's hosting it, it, which means you're going to get a letter of authenticity. You're going to get all this other stuff. Um, and I mean, it coming from an actual employee of Dandee uh, does make it a lot more, I don't know if it makes it more special, but it is truly validated because this stuff is vetted. You know, it's from his personal collection and auction house appraised it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so you're able, you know, it's, it's definitely going to make these pieces a little bit more special. So tell me a bit about like your prep for this. You, you see that you get this email. It has, I mean, all of your dreams just painted all over it. And you're setting up late at night, just trying to think how you're going to do this. Also trying to keep the secret in, just dying from the inside out. But like, what's your strategy? Do you, you know, I think I would set out and be like, all right, 
prioritize these are the items that I really want, these are the items I kind of want, these are the items I don't care about, um, and then start uh, picking prices, which are beep. Yeah, that's so you're actually spot on. So what I did, um, and, and I'll, I'll take this down a bit of a side street from that, because I mentioned earlier that someone did mention in one of the group chats I'm in, um, or more of a group DM on Instagram of Simpsons Collectors, someone did mention this auction in there, which immediately, hold on. You hear that? Yeah, what is that? I... So I have this clock that I put batteries in <laughs> and uh, I I swear to God, I took them out or I thought I did. And every day it goes off around this time. And I mm. say, you know what? When I'm done, I'm going to take those batteries and out. And you forget about and it. And then I don't. And yeah. because we're loose, maybe I'll leave this in the episode. Does everybody hear that <laughs> clock just going crazy in the background? It's Homer trying to get out of a dome. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it from the movie? No, it's it's this weird clock. I posted on Instagram where Lisa and Marge and everyone are like, they have different weapons and they're trying to get him out of this. He like seals himself in a glass dome with the oh. clock. <laughs> and uh, like Lisa has a saw, Marge has a hammer. It's really great. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Yeah, we're, we're leaving this in the episode. I hope everybody can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is, you know, I don't do a lot of loose episodes, everybody. So this is a testament to that. Loosey goosey. That's right. Who says Lucy Goosey anymore? Okay. Come on, <laughs> clock. Still going, huh? It's, Man, it's, it's just still going. Quite I mean, a performance every day. Th- this, will, this will prove to me which <laughs> ones of you are real. If you, if you think this is funny, then you love this podcast. If you hate it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, and there we go. Okay, so uh, someone did mention this. Uh, that's what I was saying, right? Someone mentioned yep. this in the group chat. And... Uh, so I made a genuine effort. I was like, hey, everybody, like, I don't think we're doing anyone any favors by driving the prices up on each other. How about we all say the things that we really want? Let's all try to get a slice of the pie. Let's like, <laughs> let's prioritize. Let's say yeah, like, hey, yeah. I really want these four things. I might bid on some other stuff, but if someone else really wants X, I won't bid beyond a certain number. I don't want to, I don't want to make my friends. That's admirable. Yeah. I don't want to make my friends spend like $800 when they could spend $400, you know? Um, so that's just, that's, I, I tried and everything that I sent, someone else was like, oh man, that's on my list. And so I just, you know, sort of like politely was like, well, I guess we're all just going to have to fight it out. I mean, it kind of just is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't want that to happen, but I guess, you know, there is no other way. He made some enemies this week. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, sort of, coming up with a system i'm like okay these are the these are the four things i really want these are like my runner ups like these are the other yeah. things that i also really want that i will probably bid on but not beyond a certain number the main four things i'm willing to bid a lot more on so on and so forth but it also in terms of, in terms of prep i did actively try to make money leading up to this so that i wasn't just you know putting it on a credit card and then taking it out of savings yeah, or, yeah. or whatever i tried to offset that a little bit. So I, you know, did some, sold some shirts, um, sold some, some extra stuff from the collection. So I, I sort of had myself in a position to not be as stressed because the actual anxiety of knowing I was going to have to bid on these things and fight over these things was enough. Yeah. So that, that was mostly my prep. I was like, all right, just, if you don't win, it's okay. Sort of giving myself a pep talk, like don't freak out. Yeah. yeah. Don't freak out if you don't win anything. <laughs> so, so the, uh, the auctions came up kind of one at a time. And about yeah. how long did each like block go? Like one item show comes up. How long is that auction typically? So it really, that, that was also interesting because there was no real countdown, which is something I did not like. Like they didn't really give you like a time. They just sort of, you know, okay, it's live. Everybody bids. And then, oh, man. uh, you know, once people stop bidding, then we'll give you a fair warning. If people don't start bidding again, we'll give a last call. And after last call, it will end, but with no clock, which again, uh, if I can complain about one thing, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that after last call, you don't have like five seconds or 10 seconds. You don't know how long you have. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but I mean, I would say most lots went by fairly quick, like within five minutes. Like, yeah, I don't think a- many things took longer than that. Um, there was oh, one instance where something I really wanted did not give me last call, which is something I could also complain about, but... It only happened once, so it could have just been a, you know, 
Maybe maybe my phone was lagging. I didn't see it. I don't know. But uh, so was this over the phone or over, yes, this was in yeah. like an actual app. And apparently, oh, an some app. people gotcha. apparently some people used outside apps that were owned, you know, that weren't oh. owned by Taurus, and they charged a, a larger fee. Like I guess some people use like live auctions dot com or something instead of using the actual. Uh, but they were very upfront with the fees. They were like, okay, look, whatever you win these for, you pay eighteen percent on top of that. Um, that's just a commission service fee, whatever it is, you know, uh, cause they, they, they photographed everything nice and they had every, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. not like they don't deserve to make something. Oh, yeah. However, I am surprised auction houses still make money, <laughs> uh, when there's, you know, stuff like eBay has been around so long and Mercari yeah. and Etsy and everything else. But I do think this was probably someone that's going to enter an auction like this with so much risk and fees and whatever, those are the people that are actually going to spend money. Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, I, maybe that's their thinking. I don't know. And maybe because it was such a wide, you know, array of stuff. It wasn't just from, um, it wasn't just from the person from Dandy. It was also from another person. It was kind of two um, collections put together and sold oh, all at one time. So pretty interesting. There was a lot of wrestling stuff. There was a, there's some stuff. Nice. Uh, a lot of comics, like a lot of different stuff. And it was it was fun to watch people bid up on this other stuff. There was Man, some wrestling prototypes, all that. I perused through the – you sent me the link. And I, uh, I'm i one of the people that was bidding against you, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I will come through the screen right now. And I was just tweeting to everybody, look at this auction. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I was looking at some of the comic books on there. And I was like – I was a huge Spider-Man fan as a kid. And I had all the comics. And there was a few of the ones that I had that, of course um, – got thrown away at some point in my childhood and there was like to see the price tag on him i was like what is what i i had that yeah and some stuff <laughs> but that's why it's worth me. money because they didn't get thrown away you know and some of it really blew me away i mean there was a there was a signed hand numbered dr doom print it was san- signed by jack kirby it got Whoa. one bid i cannot believe someone got that for three hundred dollars really like that is like out of the whole auction that i saw that is the thing that I was like, are you guys insane? Like that is like, I all would have bid on it if I had known it was only going to go for $300. That's, yeah. that's nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the process was new to me. Like I was, and that gave me a lot of additional anxiety because yeah. I didn't know like, okay, let's say this thing starts and everything's listed at once. Or let's say, you know, I don't understand how it works or I didn't do something correctly. And my bids the internet aren't going goes through. down. Right. So I was pretty nervous. And the way I got around that, bless my sweet wife for also setting up an account, having it on her phone at the same time, just in case there was any emergencies or anything happened to my phone. Um, so, I mean, you could tell I was prepared for battle, Brandon. I was ready to yeah. go. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, to to get these things, man. You do. So I, I swear I'm going to eventually tell you all what I won and I will post <laughs> photos of these. I don't know if I'm I want to post the... I don't know if I want to post the auction photos or if I want to no. wait till they come in. Wait till um, they I'm come not really in. sure. Well, I'll wait yeah. till they come in. Um, but I will just quickly sort of go through the things that were listed. Now, I will say up top that they called all of these prototypes. And if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I've I've rambled before about what a prototype actually is. People misuse the term prototype because they're you have prototypes, you have one shots, you have production samples, you have samples. They're, those are all different things. So I will say technically none of these are prototypes. They are production samples. They are oh. one step away from production. Like these are like they approve these samples to decide if they get turned into an actual produced product that is sold in stores. So that's what a production sample is. A prototype is the first one. None of these are the first one, although they might be the only ones that still exist. That, that is more reasonable to think. Um, and some of them I'm confident they might be the only one left or they might be one of less than five. That's um, amazing. so pretty insane. So, uh, just going down the list, we had a, we had, uh, Homer, the, the flat face doll dandy version. I've posted him before. We had a Nelson, which had only been seen once or twice. No one knows how many there are. Uh, someone had listed one of these on eBay years ago and immediately was bombarded with so many messages that they took the listing down. Um, so this Nelson is sort of the thing of legend. A few of these are. Some of these have never really been truly seen. 
Uh, then we also have a flat face of Grandpa, a flat face of Otto, a flat face of Krusty, which is like, you're not, we knew Krusty existed. We've seen Krusty, but again, we don't know how many, probably less than five. Uh, Otto, I've never seen, could be the only one left. It's same with Grandpa. Like I said, same with Nelson. Then we have a Marge, um, which was an actual produced doll, just like Homer, just made in low quantity. There's not that many of them. Um, so owning those on card is hard to come by. I do own them, so I'm happy to say that. Then we have another Homer. So they actually had two of the same Homer, different samples. I think they're numbered. They One's probably like two, one's probably like three. I'd have to double check. So they, you know, they did have two of the Homers, again, a produced doll. Then they just randomly had a Maggie, which wasn't even a sample or a prototype or anything. It's just a doll, like just one that they made. Really? Yeah. I was like, okay, who's bidding on that? I think somebody got it for 30 bucks. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> then, so there was actually two of these. I mentioned that the very first lot of the auction was a Bart. Uh, so it was a version of the talking Bart, like the large talking Bart with a jacket on. Then we had this really crazy Bart that's called a grad zone Bart. And this was meant to be like a gift to someone graduating high school or college or something. So he's wearing a t-shirt that says, I am the future. He has sunglasses (laughs) on and he has like, you know, his, his cap, like his graduation cap on. So this is something that, um, no one that I know has documented previously. This is like one of the weirder looking Bart's I've ever seen. They did have two of them. One still had like the plastic covering on his, on his head. One did not, but they roughly look the same. Both production samples, both have sample tags. Then we have a small Bart, uh, a small flat face Bart. He's like what, like half the size of the more common one. I do not believe that this was produced either. Uh, I do own one of these samples already. So I was interested to see what this went for. There's clearly a handful of these samples because like I said, I do own one. And it has a very bizarre dandy tag on the back that has like the teddy bear, which is their logo. Uh, and it's unlike any other sample tag. So I, I, I tend to think this is one of the earlier samples uh, before they just made a, a you know a simplified tag. Uh, he only went for dollars, so nothing too crazy. <laughs> um, then we move on to a Maggie sample that was actually a produced doll, but she is very rare still. So the the actual doll itself is rare, may, meaning this production sample is pretty Even cool rarer. to see because. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's really cool. She's wearing like a pink dress. It's a Valentine Maggie, so she's got like a little a different headdress on. This is a cool one, and she only went for which is oh. like a crazy steal. I guess people were just not prioritizing her because she just existed. like Homer, just yeah. like Homer. Don't because she actually Maggie. existed. People just moved on, you know. <laughs> so then we have a, a a production sample of Lisa, which is a, a common doll, but this one has the suction cups. Then we have a Bart. Clip on, which was also produced. Uh, oh, that Lisa went for. If you guys didn't know, this this episode is loose. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> loose episode. So then we have a Bart clip on, also produced. There's also a Bartman version that exists. Uh, if they would have had the prototype for that, people would have been very hyped, um, or the yeah, production sample rather. But this guy just went. For hmm. Then, and I think I remember showing you this, Brandon, when you were here. Uh, the weird sort of Valentine Bart doll that I have with like the boxers on yeah. and he has no shoes. There's a version of him that I've never seen from that same line. Uh, he's just making like a grumpy face. I don't know if they decided he was too angry looking uh, to, to not make him, but they did not produce this doll. And he's really, really cool. And someone got him for dollars. So that's like a Whoa. really good deal. I would have bid on this doll. So that's a spoiler. I did not win this doll. Because I I had other priorities, so I did not bid on him. Someone got a steal on him. I want all of you home that are listening to like guess the ones that I actually did win because we're going to talk about that after this. Then we have a Lisa graduation doll. Now, this is something that people have seen before. I know that there was also a Bart that existed. I think there might have been a Maggie as well. I think there was more than just Lisa and Bart, but I could be wrong, but I know there was a Bart. And she's wearing a blue dress and it says way to go. And she has her little graduation cap on. And um, this is a weird doll because it's the normal dandy packaging, but it's white and blue. It's like, again, meant to be a gift for someone graduating. So a very bizarre doll. 
and she went for bucks. So a little bit higher than the last few. Then we have two versions of a small Maggie suction cup doll. Um, sort of like the Bart that I talked about earlier. Pretty cool. Two different color cards. Went for So these are also not produced. So somebody got two for the price of which is a really good deal. I'm, I'm a little jealous of that person. Just spoiled it again. There you go. Loosey goosey, baby. <laughs> then we move on to Bartman flat face doll with suction cup hands and feet, Whoa. which is something that only one photo exists of to my knowledge. That's amazing. Um, one of the weirdest and coolest. And he's wearing an orange shirt, which is the wrong color shirt for Bartman. And the shirt says Bartman on it. That's so good. So now we're getting into the we're getting into the big guns now. This guy went for Ooh. Yeah, this is a great, great doll. Then there was a, a line of dandy dolls that they made where they're like small but still have a hard head. One of my favorite lines that they made, and uh also very uncommon. So they were produced, but they're rare. And um they had a few prototypes from that, not all of them. I actually do I keep saying prototypes, they're not prototypes. That, that word is on every listing production sample of uh, a few of them. The first one is Lisa. Uh, she only went for so, so again, quite a steal. Then they have Marge, same thing. She went for then they have Maggie, same thing. She went for so these, no one had their eyes on these just because they exist. Yeah. Kind of like that Maggie earlier. People were just like, yo, that's really cool, but I got other shit to do. Let's go. So those didn't go for a lot. Then, we get into the, we're getting towards the end here, and this is where stuff started really going off. We have a production sample of a Homer doll that was never made. I believe he's like 15 inches tall, so he's a larger doll. He's wearing a checkered shirt and what? an apron that says, where's the pork? <laughs> um, <laughs> and he talks, apparently. I think this version does, or there was another sample that did. Um, but he is so fantastic. Like this box is amazing. And he went for dollars. Whoa. Um, then there is a Marge who is wearing a pink bathrobe or like an overcoat. It's really hard to tell. Um, something is on her, on her robe. I cannot remember what it says and I can't read it from here. Um, she went for dollars. Uh, these, these are fantastic dolls. Was this one previously seen, this Marge? Or? No. So I will say the Homer, um, there is a version that has there's been photos of for a while. He did look a little different. Might not even be the same, but it looks very similar, like same kind mm. of head sculpt. Um, I do believe there was a photo of a, like a really old, like actual photo taken with a camera of some of these dolls laid out on a... I'll, I'll pepper in a story here that I was told by an older collector once who lived in New Jersey that said one day he went to like a yard sale and someone who had worked at Dandy had these out on the yard on a blanket, not these specifically, but some of, some of these samples and dolls and just was selling them for close to nothing. Cause they assumed that, Oh, these were were not, you know, these are not real toys. Maybe some kids will want them. And the story goes that someone was like, Hey, you should not sell these. Like you should keep these. So this realistically I guess it could be some of those dolls, but there is a photo that exists uh, of the, I think I've posted it before actually of some of these on like a blanket in a yard. That's a very low quality photo. I do want to say that the Marge or a similar Marge was in that photo. So this could be the same one who can say, and I think that photo is over 25 years old. That's incredible. So she's, she's really great. Then we have a Maggie, which I believe is supposed to be, on scale with the larger talking Bart, which is also something they never made. Uh, Mattel would end up making something similar, but it's really cool to see this dandy version. She has like a bonnet on. Uh, She comes in a full-size box. She's really nice looking, sort of a weird sculpt, but in a good way. And she sold for... Whoa. So again, getting a little higher. Then we have two of the weirdest ones that I've ever seen. And to my knowledge... There were photos of these, or at least of of one of these, but it's not something that most people have ever seen. Uh, and that is a beach Lisa. So this is Lisa in a box wearing like a multicolored dress. Um, and she's 11 inches tall, and I, I believe the Bart is as well. And they were, they were some attempt to have like a mid-sized doll 
um, with, with like a beach theme. And I guess because of the wacky colors, they ended up saying no to these. They didn't make these. Really? Um, so these are really, th- these in my opinion are very special and, and something that you're not going to see outside of the person who has them. Like yeah. these are just crazy. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Lisa went for dollars. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. So then we go to a Bart who is also, he's wearing like, you know, he's got like swim trunks on. He's wearing a blue and white striped shirt. And he also went for dollars. Um, both of these are boxed. They're, they're so cool. Um, and to me, those are like the last of the really good stuff. There is one lot after this that went for dollars, but I don't <laughs> believe there's anything special about it. I think it's literally like the Maggie earlier, just an extra doll that they, that he kept. Hmm. Um, so it's like one of the mid-sized Bart dolls, but he's in like the rarer form of the packaging. But I, I own one, so I don't think they're that uncommon, just not as common. Um, and so that does it. That, those were the dolls. There was also some Butterfinger animation cells, but I did I at this point I was done, so I wasn't gonna wait around for those. And uh so those were the things in the auction. I don't know how interesting it was to hear them just read off. Hopefully I tightened <laughs> that up in editing a little bit. Um, but I wanted to at least give someone an idea that didn't hear about it, what was in this auction. Some really, really wild stuff. It's amazing, man. So of those, you had four in particular that you really wanted. And then yes. a handful that were nice to haves. Yes. So I had like I had like a list that I was that I was working with. So what I'm gonna do is as I list them, I'm gonna show them to Brandon. And as I talk about what they are, I will say whether or not it was on my list or not. So I'm gonna share my cool. screen. All right, so up first, the first thing that I won, and this is in order of winning them, and I'll say, I'm, again, I'm not going to say what I paid. If you remember from what I read earlier, then fine. <laughs> the first thing I won was Krusty. Oh, nice. So uh, this was not on my initial list, but it was on my, if I don't win those, I want this list. Unfortunately, he was you know early in the lots, and I knew that. So when he popped oh, up, yeah. I had to bid on him. I was like, you know what? I just have to give myself a limit on him. I'm not willing to spend above this number. If I can get him for less than this, I'm going to go for it. I didn't even um, consider that they would come in in an order that is different than your priority. Of course. Right. Of so, course. You have, so you have to think about that. And I also, because there's so much lore around this crusty, and there are photos of him that exist, and because some people have known about him, and because I love Krusty so much, uh, just as a character and as a merchandised character, I felt like I had to to go for this crusty and got him for what I consider a very fair price, considering what Otto and, you know, Nelson and some of the other ones went for. So I was very pumped to win crusty. A nice so Bra- start. Bra- too. Brandon's looking at him right now. So you can give your thoughts, Brandon, please. Dude, it's awesome, man. I love his little bow tie. So, so great. And the, I mean, just the whole, the whole look of it. I, I like want to cuddle it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's great. And he's a pretty big doll. Like he's got to be at least, he's got to be at least like nine or 10 inches tall. Um, yeah. I love the expression on his face too. That like his mouth hanging open and the smile. It's awesome. And the word bubble on his card says, hey, kids, who do you love? So you can tell that most <laughs> of this was made like before the show was, you know, what we know it as now. So this is like, you know, they're working off the shorts. They're working off like early scripts. Yeah. Um, the, the series had not even really premiered, you know, when this stuff was being developed, which is something also interesting to think about. I also like that it says I'm collectible. I'm collectible. The, on- which they had no idea. They had no idea. And this is also something I will say before we move on is that's why it's even crazier that there are so many more that were rejected that didn't even get this far. Um, if that rumor is true that Dandy made hundreds of dolls to show Matt, then it's even crazier that these got further in the process but still weren't made. So this crusty, you know, Really, really special. I, I could not be happier with him. And uh, this is, you know, I'm going to have to get a new case. For yeah. this. Brand- Brandon also doesn't know how many I won. So what yeah, if I was I like, no all idea. right, that's it, everybody. That's an excellent podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it, Brandon. I'm going to go to the next What's one. Next? The next one, the Maggie. Oh, oh man, on. that packaging is amazing. Yes, it is. Now, again, like I said, 
this Maggie was produced, but not in high quantity because not, you know, she's pretty rare on her own. And full disclosure, the reason I bid on this doll is because I could see that she was going to go for so cheap. Again, if you want to rewind, you'll remember what I said that she went for. So I just couldn't help myself. I was like, you know, I don't even have the real one. So why not go ahead and get this production sample? This is a beautiful doll. Uh, I love the Valentine's stuff in general. So I was really stoked to get the Maggie. That's awesome. Do you have a you have another one from the Valentine series, right? I do. I have I have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple Bart's. That's cool. Um, so the Maggie is really really cool. I love her um, little bonnet too. Yeah, it's great. Really really great. Okay, so the What's the next? Maggie rules as well, but not as not as special as the crusty. Full disclosure, but she's pretty pretty fucking great. Now, what if I said that was it? Still pretty good, but it's not, Brandon. You know what's next? <laughs> The Lisa oh, graduation. Way to go. I'm Look collectible. at that. Again, it has the little I'm collectible on the card. Yeah, they had to convince you that they were collectible. So yeah. this is, you know, again, like I said earlier, there was a Bart as well. I'm assuming the sample of that Bart is long gone. I do not believe this was a produced doll. There are people that say they think that it was in a very low quantity. There are some photos that exist, but find like it's not even hard, it's not even easy. It is hard to find photos of this on Google. Like, I mean, this is like just not a common doll um, at all. So if it was produced, it has to be on a very, very small scale. And they did not survive. I love the suction cups. Yeah. So this is this one was pretty high on my list. I also feel like I got her for a good price. So I feel great about this doll. It's awesome. I it, it's such a such a '90s thing to have like a doll that sticks to your window. I could see like somebody driving off to college for the first time, and they have this in the back. Of the window so there. good. It's great. And anyone, you know, if if these were produced, and if you do remember some sort of like graduation themed Simpsons toy, please reach out to me because I want to know how cool your parents are to have given you something like this <laughs> for graduation. Like what Absolutely. a cool, what a cool piece. Um. And you know what, Brandon? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend that's not it either. Okay, we're still going. Oh, I got Bartman, Brandon. Oh, now I this was on my initial list, and I told the chat, and they even joked with me. They were like, "Look, we all know Warren wants that Bartman." So I think anyone, <laughs> like people, are gonna have to fight for the Bartman. I'm big on the Bartman stuff there because it's so obscure. I do own a different version of a dandy. Bartman prototype sort of thing that was produced in Argentina by like a sister company. And so this really validates how real that Bart is as well. So this is like something that I just had to have. Um, one photo of this Bartman has been seen. Um, and it's, you cannot find it on the internet. I would argue that the screenshot on my phone is probably one of the only photos of it that exists because like the Nelson that I mentioned earlier, this was listed on eBay and quickly taken down because he was flooded with messages. Now, again, not sure if it's the, if it's the exact same one. I will be comparing the photos. Uh, but if it is you know, not the same one, that means there's at least two. No other photos exist. And it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, come on, the orange shirt with Bartman on the shirt. Give me a break. Yeah, and the like the type on the Bartman on the shirt is so it's so good. Yeah, I hope this is interesting to listen to. I hope that all of you are just dying to see it. That's what yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope I that bet the, you're I bet you're dying to get your hands on it. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, so that's that's it. Is that it? No, it's not it, Brandon. Ah! Come on, we're still going. Come on. You know I had to get the Bart Beach. Oh, look at those swim trunks, man. Come on, man. Now again, uh, I really wanted the Lisa. I really wanted the Lisa to go with this Bart. Um, I, the, the price just got too high, uh, so because I wasn't able to get Lisa, I knew I had to go a little harder for the Bart. And uh, I do think that out of everything, this is like one of the coolest Dandy toys or Simpsons toys I've ever seen. I always love seeing them in like different outfits and stuff in the merchandise. Not something you see that often. So seeing this is like. Again, this is the only photo of this Bart that I that I can think of. I don't remember seeing him in that photo on the lawn, um, but just an insane figure. It's amazing. I mean, the the swim trunks alone are incredible. Also, the uh, the packaging, the drawing of Bart is a little off model. Um, it's kind of cool. 
or just early model maybe. He has the wrong amount of spikes too. So that oh, drawing of yeah. Bart is one of the really early ones where he has eight uh, before they decided he always had to have nine. So that so there's a lot of things about this packaging. Yeah. And his mouth great. corner is really strange. Yeah. 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 That's so this awesome. is this is a similar. It, it might even be the same head that they used for the produced mid-sized doll. Um, it's hard to tell from this photo. I won't really know until I get it in in person. But I just the blue striped shirt, the the different color shorts. I mean, this this thing's got to be one of a kind. I, I I have to think there's not many more because I I have a feeling they just used, you know, the other the other mold made the bar. I do think the Lisa might be a little more special. So I do. I am sad that I didn't win the Lisa. But this Bart is, you know, he's no consolation. He's fantastic. So where you were bidding on the Lisa, though. I was. Oh, yeah. man. And, and, and I, I will had, admit that. You hit your number and had to, had to bow out, huh? I had to bow out on the Lisa. Uh. I will say, um, and I guess I'll just read off the ones that I, were really on my list. This Bart was one of them, but I did want Lisa more. Mm. So the Bartman and this Bart were, were like, well, more so the Lisa, but the Bart or the Lisa were on my initial list. Um, and Brandon, I, I won't even do it to you. There is one more and these actually got out of order somehow. So, um, but oh. it is the grad zone. Yes. And I, this thing is just one of the most bizarre dolls I've ever seen. It is very strange. Those sunglasses are so weird. Yeah. I mean the shirt with the, I am the future. So I assume <laughs> I love that, that this is the same size as the, Beach Bart. So this is actually kind of relevant that they come in this order, even though it's technically out of order. And this packaging is similar to other packaging that they made. They made like a Valentine's Bart in this kind of packaging. But this one is really special to me because the sunglasses, the different shirt, the the jacket. Um, it's just a really random, it's bizarre, really weird. special it's really piece. Weird. It's great though. It's also, funny that uh, they that they wanted to make graduation presents. Yeah, they were like doing like it was like kind of hallmarky like Valentine's Day graduation presents and I, who I, I would like to know how far they would have gone with that <laughs> if, if yeah. sales had taken off. You know, a, a, know. Simps a Simpsons for every holiday, or or if they would have just had like the you know if they would have just had the balls to make it really because it means yeah. that they got to this stage and they were like. Ah, uh, you know, let's scale it down a little bit. We this 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 Simpson show might not make it. Let's pull it yeah. back a little bit. You know? <laughs> How many people are going to really want a grad zone Bart? I like right. this. You are now entering the grad zone. The grad really zone. It's a jungle <laughs> out there, man. Um, yeah, there's just so many things about this that I love. So this was like this was you know um, on my initial list as well. Uh, so I, I, you know, I did pretty well. So the things that I really, truly wanted, I can show Brandon these now is I really wanted the Homer and March mm. did not get them. Um, but I'm happy to say that I do know who got them and they oh, are cool. well-deserved. My friend Alex won them. Um, and I sort of had a feeling by the time I got around to Marge that it was him. Uh, and that's <laughs> I why I sort you. of, I didn't fight him as hard on the Marge because I was like, you know what? I bet this is Alex. Uh, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him do it. When you were uh, bidding, did you just see like paddle numbers? And that's. Did you have any idea of like how many people were bidding on a thing? The funny thing is, other people spoke of the paddle numbers, and I didn't see them in the app. So maybe if you mm. used a computer, you could for see the paddle app. numbers. I never noticed a paddle number come up. Maybe I was just too focused on what I was doing. Um, I will give the auction app credit. That you couldn't, you couldn't just push a button to bid. You had to slide. That's so you couldn't accidentally bid. Mm. So you had to basically slide across your whole bottom of your phone to make your bid go through. So they do have it sort of figured out in that way. Um, here's the Lisa, Brandon. Oh. So you can tell, like, I wanted the Lisa so bad. Man, uh, that dress once is again, so cool. Once again, it went to Alex. So I'm happy nice. that he was able to get Lisa. He actually said the same thing about Bart. He was like, when I lost Bart... I thought that has to be Warren. So he and I were like, sort of like, it's like we were there together in spirit. Um, yeah, that's kind of fun. He admitted that he let me win, or he didn't let me win the Bartman, but that he assumed it was me. And so he stopped bidding sooner than he probably would have. So that's why hey. I was able to get him for that price instead of, you know, $1,000 or something like that. So I was happy about that. 
And so I'm happy to say that I, you know, I got, I got Bartman, I got grad zone, I got Bart. So I, I feel like I did very well. And Krusty as someone, you know, as one, I didn't think I would win, but really wanted, I assumed he was going to go for a lot more. That's why he didn't make my list. Um, I sort of thought the flat face ones in general would go for a lot more, which I was correct. Um, and I'm happy that they separated Bartman. I'm so happy that he was later in the auction. Cause it's like, it gave people time to like run out of money. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, that's probably why uh crusty went for so low. Cause he was early on and yeah. people, it wasn't the white whale that people wanted. So they were holding off. You can see the Nelson. The oh, that Nelson is fantastic. The, the Nelson that- is, is insane. I did think he would go for a lot. You know, 700 is a lot. Um, grandpa went for like nothing, which I cannot believe. I can't either that it's such a weird model of him that it's kind of yeah. like, like I want it just cause of how weird it is. Yes. And grandpa is a lot of money. Don't get it twisted. But for that grandpa, I think that is very low. And I, again, I think it's because people had their sights on other toys and, and myself included. You can tell that I bid on him. Like the screenshots that Brandon is looking at, he can see what I bid on. Um, because it says lost. Yeah. I did bid on him, but I was like, I can't spend this much yet. Yeah. And this is before I even won Krusty. So I was like, I don't want my first thing to be this. So yeah, Otto yeah. also f- was a steal. That's I had a feeling that would happen. Then we Can get I to the crusty and it's great. Oh, so good. Can I see that Lisa one more time? Oh yeah. The graduation? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. the um the uh the beach one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That your buddy got. It's so man, that dress is so great. It's so interesting because like this had to have been years before summer of four foot two. Oh, absolutely. And, this was nine this was nineteen ninety. And these were like, all all conceptualized before season one was like even over. And it's such a weird outfit for her to be wearing, but that's very similar to what she ends up wearing in summer yeah. four foot two when she's on the beach. Um It's true. That episode's so great too. So great, so good. So I mean, we're this is some crazy stuff here. So I'm happy to say all my anxiety played, you know, paid off. I won six things. Amazing. Uh, and, and I went into this saying, like, I hope I win, you know, two or three, maybe four things. So I, you know, I couldn't be happier. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it was not, it was not cheap. Uh, but this, this is once in a lifetime sort of stuff here. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like as someone who loves this show and loves the merchandise and sort of has taken on, you know, the burden or whatever word you want to use of sort of cataloging this sort of thing, I'm just happy to, to, to have seen some of these, even the ones I didn't win. I'm happy that they went to friends or people that I know um, in a lot of cases, not in every case. I don't know who won grandpa. I don't know who won Otto and Nelson, but I do know where some of the big ones went. I know where Homer and Marge went. I know where Lisa went. I know where Maggie went. So it's cool to like know where these are, to know that they're out there and to have just seen this stuff, even the stuff I didn't win. So what it's just, it was a special day. I, I, wanted to puke all day. I mean, I know that sounds dramatic, <laughs> but I was just full of nerves. I was afraid I wouldn't win. Once I won Krusty, the pressure was sort of off me. Um, you got something at least. Right? Yeah. Once I got Krusty, I was like, if I only win that, I'm feeling pretty good. So, yeah, man. So, so how, how long did the whole thing take you? Like you, how, I, how many hours? Brandon, were you way too long. So yeah, you were at this started hours. at six o'clock and I wasn't done bidding until like nine o'clock. Wow. Uh, so I was, you what know, a roller coaster. almost three hours, you know, and, uh, like I said, an hour and a half was just waiting to get to the oh, Simpsons man. stuff. Um, and so now I just have to wait for them to invoice me and let me, me to, to pay them with tears in my eyes <laughs> and, uh, wait for them to ship it. So it's, you know, dude, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see the photos that you get of these things. And hopefully, uh, next time I, Come visit you. I can see that. Absolutely. I might even get a new case just for these specifically. I'm thinking about um, some, some, I'm thinking about some stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but one, one other story that I want to tell uh, before we get out of here on this, on this very special edition loose episode, and you guys are going to be hearing this like a week later, but um, I really want to know like more details of Dan D and it's really hard to know everything, especially, you know, with, with him passing away and, People who worked for this company just not really being around to find. There was an eBay listing years ago, and I went through my phone for a really long time trying to find the screenshot 
of this letter. And I, I found a screenshot, but not of the zoomed in letter. So I couldn't like transcribe it for this podcast. But years ago, there was a listing on eBay that had two BART actual prototypes, like the very, like they were like the, the earliest made dolls of the talking BART. And there was a talking Homer um, sample with a tie on. And in this, in this letter, he told the story of like, oh, I used to work for Dandy for my family. And I used to, I don't, I don't remember if it was his family, but I think he was involved. I, I think he was related to someone who worked for the company. And he said he would work there in the summer, like sweeping the factory. And sometimes they would let him like just take dolls home. They'd be like, oh, we're not making this doll. Just, you know, you can take them. And he told this story of like one summer they gave him a garbage bag and let him just fill it up with stuff that they were going to throw what? away, like these these kind of dolls. And this story like really spoke to me back when I read it, and it just blew my mind. And I, I spent months searching for this person. I found what I believed was his Twitter. I tried emailing him. <laughs> I was even going to write a letter to the address on that screenshot, but I was like, is that weird? So for all of that to happen and for me to have this like long-standing interest in this company and these dolls and what happened to some of them and what happened to the ones that he didn't know about and so on for it to go full circle, end up in an auction that I'm personally contacted about and that I'm able to bid and actually win some of these items along with other collectors that I know and people that I consider friends. It really is sort of like a full circle moment for me in this hobby. And, um, you know, that's why I felt like I had to make this episode. I know that it's not as structured. It might not be as interesting to some of you, but I felt like I needed to just sort of document this process, if not for the podcast, but for myself. And, um, so I, I feel really, you know, I feel really great about the way it went, the way that it ended up for me, the things that I'm going to now own. So it really is going to be a special memory in my entire life, uh, of collecting so far. It's super cool, man. It's also, I mean, I, I find it to be super interesting, like just seeing inside of this world of like a, a super fan collector, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a low key collector. It's really cool to see sort of the ins and outs of all this stuff. And also just the ins and outs of how these dolls were made and the prototyping and all of that. Yeah, also, it's... if anybody is listening and your grandfather was a janitor at the Dan D factory, hit Warren up. Please. Oh my God. <laughs> if you have any additional information. And I and again, like it was cool. It was cool afterwards, like people in in that same group chat being like, all right, well, who was 1010? Who won yeah, this? Yeah. You know? Um, and getting to sort of talk about it with everyone. I did feel bad for some friends that said it was just out of their price range and they they weren't able to pull the trigger. Uh, beyond a certain number. So they missed out on everything. And I felt bad about that. Um, it was also cool to get hit up by people that, you know, were like, all right, Warren, I know you were in there. What did you get? Like, you know, they just knew <laughs> that somehow I had to have heard about this auction because they know my love for Dan D and just this hobby. So all of it was, you know, together, you take all of that and combine it. It was a cool experience for me, a very stressful and expensive uh, experience for me, but one that I, you know, I will be happy about for, for years to come. And these things are not going to get any more, uh, they're not going to get, they're not going to get any less special. So that means a lot to me. You know, you should take a pilgrimage to the factory with the dolls and, you know, maybe run into somebody, just start doing yard sales around the, maybe we should (laughs) cut this out and talk about our strategy for, (laughs) no, I'm not, Brandon, that's, that's a beautiful idea. We can, we can bang our heads together and figure it out whenever you want. Um, so with that said, everybody, I will plug uh, Whatnot again because uh, I will be selling extra random stuff on Whatnot. I don't want anyone to think that I am broke now or that I am struggling, <laughs> but I could use the extra money. So if you want to support uh, my endeavor winning these production samples, uh, follow me on Whatnot. I've done one sale. It went very well. I'm doing another one soon. Um, actually when you're hearing this, it's already happened, but I'll be doing more. So go follow my whatnot. It's Bart of darkness. You already knew that. And, uh, you, you'll know when I sell stuff. And if you sign up with the link that I will put in the description of this episode, you will get $10 just for signing up. You just get 10 bucks. And when you spend it, I get 10 bucks. So that's like good for everybody. Like I said, I could please use your money. Do not let me lose my house. Uh, Brandon, before we get out of here, is there anything you want to plug or just any closing thoughts or anything you want to say? No, man, I'm good. This has been super interesting. 
So I love it, man. I love it. Brandon and I will be back uh, a week after you're hearing this or two weeks after you're hearing this with a deep dive on the clown stays in the picture. Uh, so we're doing another episode deep dive. This was another episode picked by Cole Bennett. It is a modern episode, which several of you said you would love for me to do because you haven't seen a lot of modern episodes and you think that would be fun for us to talk about. It'd be a way to switch it up. So we're going to do that. So that will be the next episode after this one. As for all of you, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at simpsonsisgreat at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, consider leaving me a review on Apple or anywhere that accepts reviews, Spotify, Google, Amazon, I don't care, wherever you listen to it. You can follow the official Instagram account at simpsonsisgreaterthan or on Twitter at simpsonsisgreat. If you're curious about me or my Simpsons collection, just search for Bard of Darkness on Instagram or whatnot or Twitter or whatever you want. You're going to find me. And I'll see everybody in two weeks.